There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Are oh. you Santa now? No, but it's no. it's Christmas week. It is Christmas so, week. Wow. Merry Christmas to everybody. Is it officially Christmas week? It is, yes. Yeah, it's Friday. Friday is Christmas. Friday, really? Friday is Deidre's birthday. Let's, I mean, we don't need to tell. Happy, happy early birthday. Thank you very much, I think. I survived another year. I survived 2020 almost. All right. And you know what? We survived. Uh, episode six. Seeing is believing. Because we see. And we see is to believe. That's right. So we had an episode of the Curse of Oak Island. Naturally. Last week. And it was pretty fun as usual. As always. We had a lot of cool stuff happening in it. We had some sonar scans. We had uh, drilling. We had metal detecting. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. It was a, what's the word? A, a bric-a-brac? A, uh, a, a mismatch? A, hmm. a little bit of everything? That's all I got. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yep. And we got to go on field trips. We got to do all sorts of stuff. So where do you want to start with this episode of The Curse of Oak Island? Well, let's see here. We got very little time in the money pit. Uh, we visited there twice this episode, but I mm. feel like... Why don't we just knock out the money pit? All right. So who's hanging out at the money pit? I know we have Charles, of course. Mm -hmm. He likes the money pit. Charles, is Terry. He, is he like, you know, helping or is he like pushing them further away? I don't know. I'm considering that his is, you know, was the closest that in RF1 to the potential location. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. Like, I think, uh, you know rick's out there right well yeah it's and rick and he's talking to him about where they're drilling at that moment uh -huh. what what the choice sausage is saying to him <laughs> yes right? and what they're getting up is just like eh, it's backfill no big deal right yeah terry's not impressed yeah terry's not impressed what depth are they at at the beginning of this do you remember well yeah so it, it, terry's telling them they're at like the sausage they're looking at is 108 to 128. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And this particular hole um, is not going to end till like 179, 150. That's their target depth. Uh, but the most interesting stuff is probably going to be 175. Did mm. I get that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And until then, until they get there, it's just all backfill. So it's like, meh, meh, meh. meh. Yeah, so it's it's no big deal. And then, um, but Rick does ask them, like, hey, you know, where should the next one be? Mm -hmm. Is that later on in the episode? Is that like yeah, well, the second part of the Because I'm pit? looking here at my handy-dandy notes. And Terry... I'm looking at your handy-dandy notes, too. <sighs> you cheater. <laughs> so I, I think I've got some numbers mixed up because they were just throwing numbers all over the place. Because uh -oh. they're talking about an opening in the middle of the money pit or a break in the bedrock around 220, 215, mm -hmm. which 
makes sense, right? Because Steve wants to dig a giant hole down to 230. <laughs> uh, so 220 encompasses in there. I feel like that would be a normal range then if there's a break in the bedrock. Mm -hmm. So maybe what I actually mm. meant is 179, 190s where they're feeling there might be some that's interest. A, that's that's uh, the point of interest. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they were actually going down past 200 feet. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so then Rick asked them if, if they were to consider a larger dig, where would they put it? And Terry says, I would put it over on the eastern side here where our uh, we, where we get to deeper points, yes. right? And he points just east of RF1. You know what I'm thinking to myself? I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I think that's kind of like right where Erin told them uh, her ex mox spot was. Well, I wonder if that had anything to do with it or if it was just completely random happenstance. It could be uh, completely crazy random happenstance but the rf1 was their caisson of choice because mm -hmm. remember steve whispered rf1 that's the one we like mm -hmm. and she and hers only ended up being three feet from there and we got a lot of really great stuff out of rf1 we did and it sounds like the conversation that's happening there uh, at least per what rick was saying is that everybody's if there's a treasure if there is, and it fell to great depths, we're thinking it fell into what that break is, that opening, that 220, mm -hmm. 215, Area. and would have moved mm -hmm. within there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, possibly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're not there. We don't know, but... We aren't. I wish. Yeah. Did you guys see uh, Deidre's... Like, I know this is a audio podcast mostly, but uh, get your cup back in the picture there. I did. So, my mother-in-law... Look gave this. me this gem look at this it's a giant flamingo coffee cup yes with a with a crown just like that's me. like 16 to 20 ounces or so it's a big one it is it's well this is about an average mama jamma for me so she likes a lot of coffee it, it felt very fitting yep. i also have matching wine glasses now so like that's my two matching with that the yeah. giant flamingos well it has a bunch of tiny flamingos oh Somebody knows what to get for you, I guess. Huh? Apparently, apparently somehow this year I became the queen of flamingos and gnomes. And that was never a thing for me until right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something. Cool. So anywho, they kind of wrap up in uh, the money pit. And, uh, you know, they Terry looks shocked when Charles agreed with him that that's where they should dig, mm -hmm. basically. And, <laughs> it's like, good. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. And he said, well, super. Well, fantastic. And so Rick says he's uh, got to kind of round some things up and uh, says to get the rig up and running and move on. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what they do. And we'll probably see some of the fruits of that labor next week. Yeah. And then later in the episode, we just get this really random clip. It's very small. It Where Rick just says, how's it going? Pretty mm -hmm. much. And they're like, Hmm. nothing interesting yet he's like, okay, just peace still out. <laughs> we're not at our interesting death and he's like all right peace out let's go to the mm -hmm. next thing mm -hmm. so all right so we do a war room meeting with aaron helton once again yes we do so that was um really fun and interesting um all kinds of controversy so, yeah. over this yeah so what do you think I think Let's all kinds it. of things so i thought it was interesting that they ended up using cross okay you know let's back up here so clotworthy goes in to explain 
that Aaron was here last week, right? Yes. And that now we are, we're kind of moving along with her theory mm-hmm. and we're just kind of getting these little bits and pieces and trying to get some confirmation because it's not like she can actually come out to the Island. And she's got this cute little 3d printed cross. Yes. Uh, and I was like, I kind of want one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hey Aaron, you know what you should do with the cross. Okay. That's what you should do. You should make a whole bunch of them, put little magnets on them. And sell them as fridge magnets. I'd have we'd have a couple of uh, Drayton's crosses as fridge ma- magnets, wouldn't it we? It feels weird to put Drayton's cross as a fridge magnet, but you know, whatever, whatever. I it's guess it's the right size. It's fine. It is. Is it the right size? Oh man. Anyways, I love that Rick says he's gonna pass this unique experiment off over to his brother <laughs> because he's uniquely qualified to go from skeptic <laughs> to believer. Marty's like, I'm not so sure about that characterization, but I'll certain I'll certain I'm certainly prepared cer- to try. Oh my gosh, I'm stuttering today. Yeah, you're having a time. you're having a hard time. Yeah, he's prepared to try. <laughs> Are you prepared to try? I'm prepared to try. Yeah. Okay, so there Aaron explains that they're gonna use the cross to draw some very particular angles, right? Sure. So first they're gonna use they've they've got a compass. Uh, sorry, they've got a square. And they're going to use it as a ruler or a straight edge, more or less, right? Mm -hmm. So they're going to draw lines across each of the sides of the cross and then trying to mark the head and the head, whatever, the hole in the middle. The square hole. The square hole. The the hole. Okay, what about it? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then we end up with a very symmetrical diamond, right? And she has him kind of continue the lines off Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And Marty's got three papers in front of him. He's got the LIDAR, the satellite, the vector image. Um, Yeah, the vector image with the angles. Because if you look really close, I don't know if anybody caught that, but it shows exactly which what angles it is that you're drawing off of the cross, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's more or less a protractor, which she does mention. But when you're looking at it yeah it's like a diamond shape but it also looks eerily like a certain symbol maybe like a freemason symbol like a compass and square i'm just throwing it out there yeah if you look at it when the when the angles are drawn Mm -hmm. when the lines are connected and when the cross is removed Yes, it looks like a compass in a square. Absolutely. Yes. And then she has him take the paper, lay it over the two anchor points. Mm-hmm. And then they're looking at where the old stone triangle came okay. into place. Before you get to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. If I'm looking at a cross, any cross. Yes. Any cross. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get about the same shape. Yes. But depending on the length of, say, like the arms mm-hmm. you know your angles yeah, i mean that's true it's just like i don't know it's not like super like blowing my mind personally no but it is a perfect example of something that is perfectly ordinary in sight that mm-hmm. you may have that could be providing these particular angles because even if with the cross Let's say you were using a bigger map mm-hmm. or a smaller map, because mm-hmm. I've seen that come up a lot. You know, how would it land exactly? It doesn't matter the size of the cross. If 
the cross is what the proportions are, you're always going to get the same angles. I feel that. For example, yeah. Nolan's cross. Well, if the arms and head and feet are all going to be the same proportionately, no matter what, you're going to get the same angles. So the cross is a cross is a cross that's going to lead into some kind of geometry. And it could come down to what the orientation of like Nolan's cross is, right? Sure. Maybe you're doing something like that mm -hmm. and drawing those angles off of there. It doesn't mean necessarily that the lead cross is exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know. It just seems really convenient that mm -hmm. they're, you know, they use the lead cross for this. And yeah. it's just one random artifact found on Oak Island out of, you know, hundreds of other random artifacts. And it just has a, you know, a really interesting shape. And, it, you know, we think that this thing's super important. I think it is. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... It was, just, it was just found on the beach, you know? It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's something that would be, say, passed around through generations. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's one of those things that is passed down to, you know, particular people. Sure. And But we also know that there was another one like it, right, that was found nearby. Uh, New Brunswick, maybe? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, when we spoke with... Yeah, those kind Ray. of things have kind of been found, you know, a lot yep. of places. But so. they were eerily close to each other and that they were going to be studied together. It'd be very interesting to know if both of those crosses actually came from the same place. Mm -hmm. But what I was more or less getting at is it's kind of, it's a tool in plain sight and the angles are going to be the same no matter what. And so when they overlaid it on the map, mm -hmm. they put it upside down. Mm-hmm. And that seems weird to me, too, because, like, why wouldn't the cross be right, you know, with the top pointing north? You know, like, to me, that would make more sense, It, mm -hmm. you know, for just just regular thinking of the time period. Yeah. You know, like, hey, if we want to orient something to something, I mean, we might as well make it easy for them mm -hmm. and have the top of the cross be north. But, I mean, you know, I have no idea. I'm just, no, it's just it's, thoughts I had while watching the show. No, I think it's a really good point and something that should be brought up. But we also have, we have Nolan's cross, which could be a symbol of it, you know, in its own proportionate way. But I was also thinking about the stone triangle. And as I was looking at pictures of it, you know, it's like a cross in the middle mm -hmm. that would have been upside down proportionately. Almost, almost looks like a boat stone. <laughs> yeah, but it's got like the cross in the middle. And then yeah. you have lines going from, you know, so you've got like the triangles at the top. And then we've always assumed that it's more rounded, the lines that come through the bottom. But yeah. if they were, you know, one rock to the right or left, it'd be a straighter line. And really it would look like you're drawing lines from the arms to the head and then from the arms to the feet mm -hmm. of the upside down stone triangle. I don't know. I, I could be way off here, but it's possible. We don't know because it's gone. Sad. It is sad. I, I think there's... I don't know that necessarily the cross itself is the key, but it's a perfect example of maybe a cross being important. Oh yeah. We know crosses are important. I just, for me, it's just like that cross. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like it's just one artifact. I'm, and it's luck that they found it then, you know, cause mm -hmm. if it's the key to everything, how lucky is it? They found it. Yeah. I mean, that's like, 
they're the lucky. Why didn't they go buy lottery tickets instead of finding that cross? Because they would have made a lot more money. Mm -hmm. No, I, and and like I said, I'm not saying it's necessarily a keep up. It does point out the fact to me that maybe maybe Nolan's cross could be the yeah. key that yeah, they're drawing be. those angles off of. I also got to thinking about this whole idea of as above, so below, right? That comes up a lot and mm -hmm. the different constellations. Oh, there's also a constellation called, what, let's see, a Northern Hemisphere. It's the Northern Cross. Mm. And it's not quite perfectly straight. Sure. It's got a little bit of a, well, I'd say like a head tilt, tilt to <laughs> it. What if there's also, you know, I and mean, we could have a couple missing stones from Nolan's Cross, considering we know that the shoreline is a lot smaller. I think you need to go get on that Steve Guptill. Go find those boulders. Well, I think um, Spooner has got to go find them. Unless Steve, mm. like it's, <laughs> it does Steve swim in survey? Is that a thing? We've seen him in the water. That's true, wow. but they didn't part. Maybe he's saving it for that moment where yes. they find the cone-shaped boulder and he's mm -hmm. like, part the seas. <laughs> I need your GPS coordinates. Basically. <laughs> yeah? No? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah? All right, so Mark, like back to the it's, subject. Sorry, here. back away from our tangents. So Marty does point out that it's mm -hmm. cool that this little device will make 30, 60, 90, and 45 degree mm -hmm. angles, which is good. Uh, I could have looked at this for a year and I would not have noticed that. But then he asks, but is there something that this shape represents, right? Mm -hmm. And she's, Erin uh, says that uh, her conclusion is that it's a this religious keepsake that looks incredibly irregular could be a protractor hidden on in plain sight, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Gary said something like he just pops in and says, I always dream about finding a key to a treasure chest, and uh, this might be the key to the Oak Island treasure. Like he was all in, I guess. Oh, yeah, he he was he, excited. He wants, he wants that Drayton's cross to oh. be like the key to the of universe. Of course, he does. He wants it to be <laughs> the key to the causeway. Yeah, well, more than that. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I like I, Aaron's presentation last week. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh -huh. I, I really want Xena's map to be real. Um, I mean, this is just like, like I said, just one artifact that I don't know. It just feels weird. I agree. It definitely feels but weird. But Xena's map feels weird, but I really like it. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> like it too. I find it interesting also that on like the top of Xena's map where it says the angel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a cross shape. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I, I don't know. There's, I really respect Erin's intelligence and what she brings and the type of data. I don't know enough about this mm -hmm. to feel confident either way on my opinion. Yeah, but you know who did? Rick Lagina. Of course Rick he Lagina did. Rick really liked it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the person you need to impress. And she did. And it worked. And he's going to let, he said, you find an X, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it all boils down to, right? Well. And that's good because literally we need more X's because we need to find this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, right or wrong, if they give her, an, if she gives an X and they find something, then it's right. Well, yeah, and then and something. We're excited. Then it goes and, on to her score, her two it, for two. Or... Well, and if there's nothing there, then that's another check off the, the grid. Yeah, like that's fine because we need to check all the spots of the grid off. Mm -hmm. It's totally perfect. It's fine. It's totally fine. I, I think Rick brings up a 
interesting point, you know, mm-hmm. thinking outside of the box, right? And, you know, bringing in these new perspectives. And I think that's really what Erin is doing here. Mm-hmm. She has a unique skill set as someone that has spent that much time, you know, with cartography. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. For sure. For All right, so Yeah, so we uh, head out of the war room. Yeah, we're done in the, the war room. Oh, the swamp. Into the brackish water of the swamp. That's right. That's you know, right. Plotworthy always brings that up whenever whenever possible. They lo- they love to put that in the script now. Ever the brackish possible, water. Yeah, they they can't they can't they can't resist putting the word brackish into Plotworthy script. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. All right, so Rick, Lagina, Doctor Ian Spooner, head out into. How to, oh my gosh, they're stuttering again. Head out to the swamp. They're looking to continue to investigate the mysterious feature in the southwest corner of the swamp. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before, I, maybe I shouldn't save this for later. No. Just come on. Like that corner, that's the corner. If there's a back door to the money pit from the swamp, that's the corner, right? Mm-hmm. That's the corner. That's where it's going to be. So that's what I'm hoping they find. Yeah. No, I, I 100%. I agree. So I think it's interesting. Rick's like, I'm really not sure what we're doing here. Like what, what do you want to do? I I know we're probing, but that's about all (laughs) I know. And he's just like, I want to probe and see, you know, if we have the, what these very depths are, or Mm -hmm. when we hit something, are we hitting metal? Are we hitting rock? Are we hitting sediment? Because on the screen, like we see the drop off, right? We we see something. Mm-hmm. It, it's just what exactly is it that we're looking at? So they hop in their little dinghy or whatever mm-hmm. we want to call it. The SS Swamp. <laughs> what did you call it? The Twomp? Swamp. I, think, SS. I, I like Twomp better. SS Twomp? Yeah, why not? Oh my gosh. That's what I heard. So he's got <laughs> Spooner has a giant stick of something metal, right? Mm-hmm. That most likely metal. It's a probe. Mm-hmm. And they're probing. You know, he hits something about two meters deep, something three meters deep. He has you know Rick to you know move over a little bit more. And they get a hit on a hard surface, mm-hmm. most likely rock. And it's not very deep. No, well, compared to like he's just like bloop bloop. Think, think, think. What? Think, think, think. Right? It's like using a soil probe to try to find a cask. Yeah, and I know, it's right? like clang, clang. I know. Why can't we get some of that, huh? Right? Yeah. So, anywho, it's like he's like, whoa, what's this? This is not normal. Mm-hmm. And it appears much larger than that this area, whatever, because they do it a lot. They yeah. kind of map out the uh, whatever this anomaly is. Mm-hmm. And it's much bigger than Dr. Spooner thought it would be. And the big question is if this feature is connected to the other stone feature in the swamp, the trench, the stone mm-hmm. trench. We have the p- paved stone area, the eye of the swamp, the new rock feature. Stones. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. It's, it's kind of crazy. I'm almost uh, kind of surprised Steve Gupta wasn't there finding these rocks, you know, but whatevs. Oh, no, they weren't on the wash finder. table. So he's, he's the rock whisperer. The rock whisperer. <laughs> I want someone to put giant googly eyes on like one of the cone boulders in oh maybe the headstone on Nolan's cross. 
that might be you want to deface nolan's cross no i'm not i'm not deface googly eyes just they rest you could color in beach balls and set them on top no (laughs) i don't think that's a good idea whatever you're no fun Yeah. Anyways, no, they're excited. No fun. But and it's really interesting. So you've got this pay- paved area. Paved area. And all of a sudden, like a three meter drop off. Like that's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. It is. And um, yeah, I mean, they obviously are very intrigued by this revelation. And like, I okay, so how this little portion wraps up right mm-hmm. is they do a phone call with marty mm-hmm. and marty's like we've drained the swamp why didn't we see this stuff? we've drained the swamp twice how did we miss this haven't they drained it more than twice well he Maybe specifically says memory. twice in this last yeah. year they had to drain it twice because of yeah like it filled back up yeah i mean it's just like for real 20 feet wide 70 feet long road 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 is what he called it Okay, and that's what they found, but who's there's to a lot say left to be explored that it doesn't go further into the bay, the cove area, like this, this, this is crazy. It is crazy, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just nuts. And then Spooner says that there's about 15 inches of sediment on top. Centimeters, but yes. Did I say? Oh, I said inches. Centimeters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, oh, that's not good. Because he says that every 10 is uh, 100 years, right? So that's only 150 years. Like yes. I want, I'm wanting 300 years. I want 30 inches of sediment on there. Or maybe some of it got washed away. I don't know. Well, you also have to think about the fact that there's now a road that goes across there. And yeah, they've done so, a lot of work. They've drained it, refilled it, drained it, refilled it, that's smoothed good, it out. Man. You know, we have all those planks they put over it all the time, mushing things around. There's so many reasons that it would be disturbed. Unlike like that trench area, they're mm-hmm. thinking most likely it hasn't been disturbed since it was originally dug. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like that's an area, that corner of the swamp, especially with the road coming in, it, that would change things. For sure. So don't be worried. It's still like it, it, I wanted more, but I'll take what I got. I'll take well, what we you got. can't just add extra sediment because <laughs> you want there to be more. <laughs> Rick calls the swamp the keeper of secrets. <laughs> Wrong. That's Charles Barkhouse, Rick Laguna. <laughs> you know the keeper of secrets. That's right. All right. So we head on over uh, from the swamp to the Oak Island Interpretive Center. Yes. Tony, Dr. Spoona, Rick, Marty, Alex, they're chatting. Of course, they're chatting. Uh, they're discussing, actually, the further investigation of the rock feature from the swamp we just came to. But because they've got to wait on permits and all the fun stuff that's probably taking longer because I don't of remember, COVID. Remember Laird said, eh, it don't take that long. It's fine. Yeah. He also didn't have COVID to work with. That's true. So, so you know, they're like, we need to go out and, and like, check these areas out. And Tony's like, hey. I got a boat. <laughs> yeah. And Dr. Spooner, I mean, he brings up a really good point. If you're changing what the shore of the island looked like then, right? Because there's so much saying that, yes, this was potentially open to the sea at that time. 
if the shore is different, if the road's not there, if it's not dammed off, I mean, that means your depths are going to be different where the beginning of your piers or your wharfs, mm -hmm. they're going to be out further. Yep. That, and if people drop stuff, well, it's not going to be where, where we can currently touch ground, right? Correct. That's basically kind of the point he was trying to drive home. Mm -hmm. So they're so. looking to project out for the 1600 shoreline mm -hmm. and then even out to a 1200 shoreline. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't, I'm impressed. I'm mm -hmm. very impressed. Me too. Hey, so is it just me or are we seeing a lot of Tony this season? We are, because yeah. Tony's the man, and he go goes in water. Man, how much more of Tony are we going to see this season, you think? I don't know, but we're going to see him on Tuesday. Are we? Yeah. Why? Tell Why? Me. Tell people. Should What's I tell up? them that Tony is going to join us for our pregame on Tuesday? What? 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 Yeah, he just gave us the, yeah, we're good to go. So we can now tell you mm -hmm. that Tony's going to join us on Tuesday. 5 p.m. Pacific. Yep. 8 p.m. Eastern before the Curse of Oak Island airs on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really excited to get to chat with him again. As you guys know, we interviewed him in the past yeah. and he gave us all sorts of really good information. He, and he's, he's an awesome dude. He's so knowledgeable. He is so cool. Yeah, he's a blast. <laughs> yeah. He's an absolute blast. Yeah, so Tony will be here. So you better be here. Our Facebook page, go to facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast on tuesday at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern and you can chat with tony too he's a top pocket find if he you is. will yeah so um something else uh, while we're talking about schedules for whatever uh -huh. um there is a drilling down coming up on january 5th it's okay. still a couple weeks out but on january 5th that means our oak island pregame will be one hour earlier correct so but we'll keep you up to date on that oh yeah of course all right go for it what else we got well, we're off that tangent, the Tony tangent. The Tony tangent. Yeah. Okay, so they're at the Interpretive Center. Everybody's excited about this idea of scanning it and mm -hmm. being able to figure out where the shoreline was and really get some context. Something that I was just saying is even looking to see if that structure, you know, would continue out into the water. Like who? I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Kind of like how when they built the coffer dam, they built it basically through the slipway. Mm -hmm. I mean, this could be the same kind of thing, you know, like exactly. when they built up this, uh, the road, mm -hmm. you know, back in the, what is it? The sixties or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, they built the road so they get things in and out off the, you know, onto the Island, off the Island, you know, they may have covered up some of the cl major clues. Yeah. Not even knowing the storms out there are intense, mm -hmm. right? They we can know be. that, Gary likes to go metal detecting after a storm. Oh, yeah, he loves it. And Rick points out that the oceans have come up about a foot a century. So in addition to, you know, the storms stirring stuff up, washing away shorelines, and then the ocean waters coming up, that, I mean, it can completely change the look of the island. And It might not have looked like a baby elephant not in the not-too-distant past. No, maybe it looked like a full-grown elephant. Maybe. I mean... <laughs> it's it, shrinking. It's like it, Benjamin Button of islands. I've never no, seen Benjamin Button, but that's what it is. It's the fountain of youth. It's the fountain of youth. It's just... It's that's shrinking. Why, it's that's going why backwards. Oh, my gosh. That's why Charles has been there for 400 years. <laughs> He's like legit, like, you know, that's been the whole the part of the shtick. I thought it was a philosopher's stone keeping him. It's he it's just the fountain of youth. 
The brackish water. The brackish water. You know, that's why uh, Rick had an extra spring in his step this year. He took a sip. Imagine if he took a gulp. But Imagine if he took he fills a water bottle with that thing. I bet you they have all drank so much of that brackish swamp water <laughs> that they've got to be immune to, well, everything. everything yeah. yeah, pretty much. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Anyways, Marty tells him to take the young guy with him, <laughs> referring to Alex. And it just, it made me laugh because... Alex has gray hair. Alex I don't know if he's a young guy age. anymore. Yeah, I know. Like, no, he's my age. He's your age. You're you're the young whippersnapper still until Friday on your birthday. Then you get old. No offense. Love you. Just kidding. Okay, just you're messing. getting. You're out of here. Do you're I get, done. Do I get coal in my stocking. <laughs> you are. That's all you're getting. You'll be lucky if you get coal. <laughs> all right. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay, so we move on from here and head over to Lot 15. Lot 15, baby. Yeah, what's going on Lot 15? Well, you are <laughs> a little too excited. So Rick and Doug join Gary and Steve mm -hmm. at the east side of the swamp. Yes. At Lot 15, like mm -hmm. I just said, because they're out searching for ring bolts. Mm, or the passageway from the swamp over to the money pit. You know, that's the same area, right? What? You know, the back door. Well, yeah. I mean, they seem to meet at this one place in particular a lot this mm -hmm. season, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they drive across the road, pull over into the little nook there, and there's always someone waiting. There's always somebody waiting. It's usually Steve Guptill. It is. <laughs> Did you notice? So Steve? Surveyor Steve. Yeah. And Gary. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you've seen them, like, out doing something together? What are you saying? Are you saying that they're the same? No, I'm just saying they like they're never like they're together. never in the same place anymore. Yeah. So Doing what are you trying something. to say? One of like uh, Steve is like moonlighting as like a imposter Gary or vice versa. I don't think anybody would confuse <laughs> those two. I'm just saying it. They like, don't often work together. They're maybe there's some bad beef between the two. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Let's make okay, it up. Let's make up fan fiction right here. Up a feud <laughs> that doesn't exist. All I was saying is they don't work together and like steve's like calculating angles and gary's making weaving patterns they're just they do different things i just can't think of another time besides a war room that they've like been on screen together because steve picks up a shovel and is digging like the whole universe is all backwards here in a second because doug's got the person well they were together through. this episode right yes that's what you're trying that's the point that's you're trying to make. all i'm trying to say I'm thinking is this a rare said, sighting you know, okay because like at the beginning i was just like Oh, yeah, they weren't together. And then you're like going on and on. I'm like, yeah, why aren't they ever together? But I was like, wait a second. They were together. No, it just it was <laughs> weird to see him share yeah. the screen. Mm -hmm. You know who we don't have enough of right now? Paul Troutman. Billy. And Billy. Way more Billy. Yeah, Paul's like not there. So yeah, that's why. that would be. Yeah, wild. Billy, man. Where are you at? Billy, our Billy boy. We want some more Billy. Where's our Billy boy? <laughs> the king maybe, of the cove. Maybe he's got something to dig or he's waiting for something and dig. I don't mm -hmm. know. Maybe he's hanging out at the wash table. By himself? Mm -hmm. That's it. No, he has his workers there, remember? I know. And so he's, he's just hanging out with his workers, keeping them employed during the pandemic. He's a hero. Well, I know he's a hero. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, he... Duh. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, we need more Billy. We do need more Billy. Okay. Remember uh, Billy's epic speech last year? Oh, oh right yeah. Field, Billy's right always got a good epic speech. Mm -hmm. Like, what he says always has like some type of impact. Like there's there's a reason for it. He doesn't just talk to talk. 
Billy's the man. He is the man. That's it. Okay. So now that I've lost track of my notes. Okay. So Gary points out that like many things on Oak Island, we hear about them, mm -hmm. but we haven't maybe necessarily put our eyes on them, such as the 90 foot stone and the ring bolts. Mm -hmm. So the goal is to track them down. Yeah. Well, that, okay. So I think we did get a ring bolt this season. Remember? But does that count? Does yet? it? Not yet, but like it's it was foreshadowing, right? We had at the beginning of the season, before season one, ep or season one, before episode one even aired, we had the Maddie Blake special, and we had Billy handing Maddie a giant ring bolt. Yeah, that's what it looked like, like the, the scepter, mm -hmm. like something you could strike your opponents down with. You know, yeah, like it, people you don't like, you could smite them. I would it. not <laughs> want, yeah. I wouldn't okay. want to be smited by that by Billy with that. Okay, but we haven't found it yet. <laughs> okay, but they're about to. Okay, yes. Probably next episode. And Rick asked Steve <laughs> if he's come up with an exact location of like where they're at or what they're looking for, right? Because that or else you just have to follow a surveyor into the woods and hope people, <laughs> you know, and then Gary's <laughs> like, I might have some big metal pieces over here. But there is a survey that that dan did from information fred gave him about location of these dan, dan who hensky or blankenship blankenship okay and i don't know maybe hensky uh threw something in there too remember if you just walk around with dan hensky you'll find it he True he knows that. things mm -hmm. so what steve says is he and doug have calculated based off of that where they believe it should land on mm -hmm. the survey, right? So they're going to go there. Hope it's there. <laughs> if it's not, then he's got some kind of northwestern pattern that mm -hmm. they're going to follow to find it. Sure. So he starts leading them into the woods. And I kind of just laugh. what he does now. And cut, yeah, because that's his thing now, right? And it's, Steve, either, it's either leading the pack or finding rocks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he. He has a thing he does. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's very precise. And he's good at it. He's really good. He at is it. good at it. <laughs> well, it's funny because they get to the first spot. He's like, okay, right here. And he more or less leaves Rick and Gary to like work. And mm -hmm. he's like, okay, I'm going to go move on to the next location. You look around here. And Rick's like, okay, da da da. And he kind of walks off. And so does Doug to the next location. And all of a sudden you see steve and doug digging up rocks and it, i i feel like him and doug snuck off for like the real fun right they're like oh yeah haha we're gonna dump these guys over here and get go find stuff go get the good stuff so you see steve going to town with a shovel not a trowel a mm -hmm. shovel mm -hmm. and rick is like hey hey what are you guys doing <laughs> you're just having fun without us again <laughs> it's seriously like he smells the dirt turning Mm -hmm. what are you doing over there oh oh yeah gary we have there's a lot of rocks over here you should probably check these out as they're like tearing into rocks <laughs> i was like oh they tried to leave them out yeah they couldn't rick rick has a keen ear he heard what they were up oh. to oh he knows and then gary's like oh i better bring out the ctx 3030 yeah and do some scanning because because he had the other like the 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 Not... gun yeah in the knife fight no. yes 
or something like that. Yeah, no, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. And he had the gun apparently, like he had the big mamma jamma. So we had to get the knife out. Yeah, because he didn't find anything with the gun. So it's probably best to go back to the knife fight. Knife. Uh, so this is bro. a knife fight, is <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. Well, it kind of is. I mean, Steve and Duggar, and they're like cutting mm. off roots from around the yeah the stones, top of the top of so... a, a spade or a shovel is kind of you know got a blade on it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Chop, 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 chop. So they're going to town, doing some digging, and and we have an epic uh, sight with uh, with Doug chilling there with uh, the prison pole of truth. With the prison pole of truth, yeah, it's quite the, uh, the it's just quite the thing. It to see. feels like an upside down universe as Gary's standing there. That's why the cross was upside down done everything <laughs> flipped over but doug's got the prison pole of truth mm -hmm. steve has a shovel <laughs> and i mean gary at least still has his metal detector <laughs> but if it, it feels like when does steve dig a hole for gary this doesn't happen why does doug have the gps you know what sometimes there's just questions where you don't know the answer kind of like how many licks to get to the center of a tootsie roll center of a tootsie pop the world may never know is the answer that's like the legit answer. The world may never know. And so that's the answer for this. You have all these questions? The world may Oak never Island, know. classic. More uh, Classic Oak Island. Classic Oak Island. Okay. Anyways, Gary is metal detecting. Get a hit. Steve looks really excited to dig. He does He's it. He's like, dig? Yeah. <laughs> dig, 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 dig. That guy does not overdrive. use a short shovel. No. If Jack was there, he would have gone short shovel. Yeah. No. I don't use a short shovel either. Like the taller ones where you could get Didn't more you break a... our last tall shovel? Maybe. <laughs> so, anyways, he gets in there, Digging takes in no Francisco, prisoner, yeah. mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, clang. Oh, yeah, there's something in there. Hey, well, I hope Gary, he didn't you wanna, break it. Gary, you want to get it, bud? Yeah, <laughs> right. so Gary gets out his little uh, metal detector, yep. the little pinpointer, yep. finds it, pulls it out, and says, oh, I know exactly what this is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a piece of a potbelly stove. Yep, he knew he knew exactly what it was, and he's like, "Well, you know, you better take it to Carmen Lake just in case, and get him, you know, so he can get because uh, okay, what what actually he he had a fun little scene or something about Carmen. What did he say? He's like, "We know a guy that will know exactly where this came yeah. from. I know a guy. What up? Yeah, he's gonna it's, know everything about it. Yeah. So they say, yeah, let's take it to Carmen Lake, mm -hmm. and then guess what? None of them do. No, they send the." Um... The young guys. The young guys to mm -hmm. see Carmen. Yeah. So basically, that's kind of the end of the metal detecting scene, though. Mm -hmm. uh, Doug points out that this is really cool because they went looking for one part of a mystery, the ring bolts. And we have may found another part of another mystery because apparently um, Fred Nolan had found some similar mm -hmm. uh, like stove type cast iron stove mm -hmm. things during his yeah, just like pieces yeah, yeah, underneath the rocks that he moved yeah, just the, up from it, there. Exactly. All right, so then we do go see Carmen Leg. Yes. It's time for that field trip I mentioned earlier. Woo, woo, Alex, Jack, Peter. The triplets. The triplets that like to wear their same gray t-shirts all together. They were all wearing very similar t-shirts. And Deidre, had, she has noticed it every every time it happens, she points it out. And I'm like, big whoop, it's a gray t-shirt. It's just funny. Yeah, I guess. It's to you. It, it is funny. And if it's, if it's, it's like funny to you, I'm happy that you're finding enjoyment in it. I really am. Like, there's all sorts of stuff that I think is the funniest, like really funny. And you're like, okay. So this is kind of the same thing, right? Where you think it's so funny and me, and I'm just like, meh. 
I'm going to point this out to you next time that I have a epiphany about something that's really hilarious. And I'll be like, this is like for you, how when Jack, Gary, not Jack, Gary, Jack, Peter, and Alex all show up in the same shirt at the same time. And I'm, and I'm like, whoop-dee-doo. All right. Whoop-dee-doo. Keep going. Sorry. Are you done on I'm your done. Uh, shirt tangent there? Sure. I mean, you started this. I know. My bad. Anyways, Carmen confirms uh, what they thought, right, is likely the bottom of a potbelly stove. And he said, you know, you'd open it up as like a draft door. Mm-hmm. It's something you'd find on a boat, probably in an enclosure. They put off great heat. Makes perfect sense, right? I grew up with a wood stove in my house. Obviously, it was bigger than a small potbelly stove. Whew, you can just like roast yourself right on out of yeah. there. When I was a young teenager, the house we lived in had a like a you know wood stove mm-hmm. for uh, uh, or those heat pellet stoves. Yeah. Yep, pretty hot stuff. Um, <laughs> pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. So Car- Carmen just says it's very typical mm-hmm. of the of uh, what would have been seen um, in the early 1700s. early seventeen hundreds, and even uh, just on ships. Yeah. You know, it could. It's definitely could have been. It's a ship stove. It's yeah. in ship shape. Yep. And Alex was very impressed with that. Yeah. And Jack looks jacked. He looks excited. He looks jacked. Yeah. Jacked is. Jack, yeah, Jack, 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 Jack. yeah, and then uh, Peter looked unimpressed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We didn't see him, he is neutral, yeah. You know, it's funny when they were showing Carmen that first that artifact, Mm -hmm. uh, Peter had other artifacts in his hands that they didn't show him, or at least we didn't see it because they're probably like, Man, he probably looked at it and said, This is nothing, guys, (laughs) (laughs) it's just a cribbing spike. No, probably (laughs) something really boring, guys. Okay. Um, so yeah, then that's kind of it. And then, um, and then what? We get out on a on a boat. Yeah, we get to go back to see our friend Tony, loading everybody up back uh, at the Nolan property. Yeah. So they meet up at Tom Nolan's dock. Le- yeah, which is on the north side mm-hmm. of the property. So it's Alex and Doctor Spooner, and of course they're giving us the rundown again of what they're doing. Yes. I'm raising my hand because I want to interject. You know, it's really rich of me earlier to say, why is the cross upside down? Mm-hmm. And why not is it not pointing north for Aaron's theory? Mm-hmm. When I'm just thinking to myself, well, Nolan's cross doesn't even point north. I know. <laughs> like, why didn't you bring that up? Why didn't you throw that in my face? <laughs> you Are you giving face. me ammo? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I guess. Like, well, I tried to. If, I mean, you I, weren't really listening. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, if Nolan's Cross didn't even point north, you know, I mean, like, who's to say that, anything about this? It just, to me, that makes the most sense. But, okay, sorry. We're not even there anymore. My bad. Yeah, we are not there. I mean, we're at the Nolan property. Yeah. On the sorry, north we, side of I the know, island. It's on the north side of the island. But not, I, in my head, I was saying to myself, oh, yeah, and that's just north of Nolan's Cross. But then I was like, wait a second, Nolan's Cross isn't even pointing north. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. Maybe it, you're using Nolan's Cross to use the for those angles to. No, that's pointing at the Palace of Versailles. Yeah. And at uh, the Temple Mount. So that's all I got. Y- you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know all of these yeah, things. So it's but you at, still it have doesn't to have to get... point north. I didn't say it had to. I know, to. but I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm coming to, like, I'm going full circle for myself, and I'm giving myself some peace, you know, like, thinking about all this stuff, so giving? let me let me have my peace. You can have your <laughs> peace in <Right>. pieces. Okay, <laughs> so, like I was saying, mm-hmm. they're reiterating for us 
what it is they're doing. They're getting on a boat. They're going to map the shoreline. And they've hooked up all the scanners to the salty dogs boat, right? Like nice product placement there. Yeah. Get them, Tony. Get them, Tony. Okay. So they have three different scanners. They have a down imaging scanner, which focuses on the seabed directly beneath the boat. Yep. Side imaging scanner that focuses on either side of the boat. Yep. Yep. And then a lower frequency scanner capable of penetrating the thick silt on the ocean floor. Yep. 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 You're weird. And then Tony lets Spooner know, uh, or he'll let them Spooner know when they get to the target areas. And when they get closer to the shore, they'll be about three meters depth in. I don't know what that means because I just read it off your notes. Okay. So it, Tony's going to let them know <laughs> when they get to the target area. Perfect. Okay? Let's just, let's leave it there. Thank you, Tony. Anyways, once they do get there, it's, it's pretty shallow. And they're not really getting a lot of hits, really kind of boring. So Spooner asks him to go out a little bit further, right? Yeah, so the, we've seen them do a lot of boat stuff in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, not a lot, because they don't, like, you know, do it. They maybe hit it at least once a season, right? Like, get out on the boat and do some scanning. They and... do it at least once a season. Yeah, because, yeah. like, they did with the Cogs crew last year, or was that the year before? Remember, they I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, if it was last year, it's just, it's just funny. Like, I'm wondering if this is just some new technology that they've never applied before, or if they just tried some different areas that, like Spooner was saying, go out a little bit further. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, when Co they were doing it with cogs, um, we saw what potentially were the ice holes or the vents, which that's your favorite thing ice holes <laughs> and. It could be that they receive this data, but we're also looking, literally looking at it with a different set of eyes, mm -hmm. you know, and new fresh data because things are always changing. And if we're looking for something different, mm -hmm. then we're going to gather different types of data, right? So the information they got from COGS, yeah, I'm sure it's useful and it's probably going to line up with much of what they scan. It's kind of a, uh, what do I want to say, a confirmation. But then now we have Spooner on the team, which, whole new lens, whole different, he sees it differently than everybody else. And I think that's, that's important. It is important. Yeah, Spooner has been an, an amazing addition to the team. Oh just my gosh. Saying. Hitting like, it out of the park. He's exactly what they needed, just saying. Yeah. 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 Anywho. All right. So. When they are at a, a target area, I, I'm looking at the drone images and I'm like, wait, they haven't quite made it to the swamp yet. They're still kind of on that northern yeah. edge. Yeah, I think they say at one point they're north of the Boulderless Beach. Mm -hmm. Just right in that area, not mm -hmm. too far from um, where one of the anchors stones. Yeah, it looked, is. it looked like they were like at least, I don't know, 100 feet, maybe more from the shore. Mm -hmm. So. Anyways, so they, they're like, okay, good time. Let's go ahead and start scanning because mm -hmm. we know their target area is from there all the way around and towards the swamp. Yeah. And they get something very interesting. Yep. Spinner said he's never seen anything like it. Tony's, you know, stoked. Uh, he's Alex, ready to jump out of the boat and dive on it right there. I thought he was. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, Hey, I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to take a look. Yeah. <laughs> he is so excited. Yeah. I really thought he was going to dive on it right there. Like, mm -hmm. 
Well, the thing they saw, Alex thought it looked like a, it looked flat. And then suddenly there's like a tower uh-huh. in the uh, sonar imagery. Uh-huh. And so Tony points out that nothing like that sticks up out of the silt in the middle of nowhere for no reason. Uh-huh. And he points out that they're, you know, like I said, like right off the boat of the speech. Spooner is like, yo, this area was used by a lot of people. Okay, maybe not yo, right? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't think Spooner's a yo. What if he is? You don't know him. There is. I know enough to know he's not a yo uh, Would you, Just by looking at me, would you know that I say yo? Yes. Okay. Look at you. Okay. Yo. Yo. All right. So he said that this area was used by a lot of people. So if there was a boat that sunk or was or was sunk on purpose, um, then there should be a fair bit of activity around this area. Yeah. Yeah. What? Did you just say it, that? No. I'm okay. just agreeing. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I wasn't actually listening to. <laughs> hey, that's like how I usually am. <laughs> that's how you listen. One good one good turn deserves another. There you go. Yeah, it's a possible shipwreck. But this is like to me the point at where we're seeing Tony's knowledge come forward. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he when we interviewed him, he talked about the depths around the island and yep. th- there being all these different shipwrecks and and why yep yep mm-hmm. and if you think about it if the shoreline come came out further at that time that we're looking at the 1600s and 1200s then yeah the, it's going to be deeper further out mm-hmm. and you're more likely to have a boat be able to come in there right yes ta-da ta-da mystery solved that's where all the stuff is that's hmm. where the gold is it's buried in the bottom in the silt not buried i think you're wrong i think it's like somewhere between the money pit and the swamp just saying the swamp pit <clears throat> maybe all right so yeah the uh he tony does say that this area has always interested him uh-huh. like he's always had like his eye on this area and uh didn't you say that when he goes down there and looks for stuff like he's not allowed to touch it at least in the past yeah, yeah. so i mean that's gotta be frustrating like for someone that wants to go down there and just like get a good look at things mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know. Cause I know they don't want it like well, you have know. to have your permits and gotta get some what uh-huh. uh is it what do what would they call like a water archaeologist, like someone that goes in the water? Is it just a... an archaeologist? <laughs> or a- aquaologist? I was gonna say a walkologist. <laughs> no, but aqua. A- aquolog- no, aquologist. Aquologist. Yeah. I wonder, Aquaman. I wonder if Laird is like an archaeologist slash aquologist. I doubt it. I think he's just a landologist. <laughs> landologist. Okay. Isn't that technically what Terry is? Because yes. he's a geologist and geo is like rock. Earth. Yeah. Something like that. All right. So um, <laughs> Tony goes on to explain why, you know, the reason that there's 25,000 shipwrecks around this coast is because these areas are tricky to get around in, right? Mm-hmm. And so they could be looking at something that was a, a wreck. Could and it, there could be more of them. Could it be? That maybe there was that, lots of shipwrecks. Just saying, there was a couple of really good could it be's in this episode, there too. Was. Just saying. All right. What, what else we got? What did Spooner say? Oh, sorry. Spooner says that things sticking up like that the, in the middle of a basin mm-hmm. and at 12 meters, like it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, like what is out it, of yo? the silt, just suddenly, there's very few things that can do that. Mm-hmm. And this just doesn't fit any of those things. Uh, 
I think we'll agree it's a shipwreck. Let's get some eyes on it. Yep. Tony says he wants to dive it. And oh no, he wants to do a jump on it. Yeah. And, Alex, I, and I didn't know that was the term, but I learned that. Yeah. And he's asking Alex to go with him, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. And Tony seems really excited. Wow. How many times? We are literally on this podcast repeating ourselves. Are we? At least I feel like I am. I'm talking in circles right now. All right. I'll pick it up. It's fine. So Alex says, yes, let's go dive on it. We can find, we it, can let's find dive it, it. Let's dive it. All right. And so now they move it closer to the swamp area. Mm-hmm. Spooner points out that they're picking up uh, areas that are highly erosive, uh, that they pick up uh, big boulders and they can now project a land a little further out because what they're, like we said earlier, what they're trying to do is move that shoreline uh, back in time. They want to find if out. I could turn back time. Yeah. Sorry. They want to like get it further out. Yeah. All right. So, you know, this is all work to accomplish that goal. So they're going to move, you know, they're going to move in towards the swamp area. Mm -hmm. And they do hit another feature. What's that? Something very, like a solid straight line. Yeah, it was weird. Like, it almost looked like, um, I don't know, there's like all this red Mm -hmm. on the sonar. Then there's like this big gap of blue. And then Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of red. And be- above the reds, though, you can see some blue mm-hmm. and then red blue. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of strange looking. But then we had uh, Tony's like, well, let's circle around and see if we can pick it up again. Yeah. And they do. Yeah, they so come pretty cool. a bit further. But what you're talking about towards the top with like the little red blue, my mm-hmm. first, I like yelled at the screen, ice holes. Yeah, what I was, yeah, that's pretty good. Like I was thinking, oh, it's the skull underneath the <laughs> the island, like they're showing, <laughs> like, they're like showing. they always show on the uh, promotional stuff. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, so yeah, ice holes, sure. All right, so uh, Spooner says that this could be evidence of man-made structure, uh, maybe the remnants of an old wharf. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spooner says that they'll have to really uh, refine the map, but it's worth diving. Mm-hmm. And, and so, we know on the next time on, we see Tony diving. Getting, getting his feet wet. I'm willing to bet he's going after that shipwreck first. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, that's what... I'm hoping. Yeah. All right. So Alex said that this lines up with the old shore. So if there's a wharf that that's there and, um, you know, they want to know where and why it was built. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that's his uncle speaking through him and him. He's speaking for himself, but like, I would hope so. That's really like something that his uncle would be like, yes, we need the who we need the how we need the why. Like, I don't care as much about the treasure. I just want him. He wants the who, the what, the where, the why. He wants the W's. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. So let's go report our findings. Yep. They go to a de- debriefing at the uh, interpretive center again. We tend to do that. Yeah. It's like the debriefing center. Mm-hmm. It's not the interpretive center. It's a debriefing center. <laughs> when we say interpretive center, I think of like an interpretive uh, dance. dance studio. And I think now going forward that all findings should be uh presented in interpretive dance if what it's is gonna interpretive happen. dance it's like it's interpretive interpretive dance. to what like who's interpreting like you're what? interpreting your message through movement through yeah, can, the it, body and what is it what does it look like is it just spastic moves no you're you wouldn't understand so there's this movie that i watched is like from the late 80s um i think it's called can't buy me love right 
and I, you know, like um, this guy, I think he learns like an interpretive dance off of PBS and it's like, or maybe it's like a, I don't know, but I, that's what I think of when I think hear of interpretive dance and the way I'm he danced on that movie. Then, oh, same. <laughs> wow. I, I want to like see Tony pretending to be a dance? boat oh. <laughs> and he's like, <clears throat> then he's wrecked and then he's like, I'm underwater and like, oh. it's kind of like charades. Oh, now I get it. I'm, I'm, are you? I, I, no, you were saying wrecked. I'm like, what? What happened? Like, what happened? I, I didn't realize you were trying to like uh, demonstrate the dance. Yeah, okay, so I Tony's pretending he's a boat to music, <laughs> and then he falls to the ground, wrecked, and then he's like, I'm underwater. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm going to dive. <laughs> and then, no, and then Ian's like, oh, I'm a wharf. <laughs> I'm a, Ian's a wharf. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I'm underwater. I gotta see like uh, <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> no, it, it needs to be like a uh, uh, Oak Island the musical someday. Yes. You know? Oh Didn't we gosh. try casting that earlier? A musical? Yeah. Like I feel like we had this discussion about Oak no. Island the musical. No, no idea. I don't recall. Oak but Island I forget a Broadway. lot of things. I forget a lot of things. So I don't. Oh, know. yes. Yes. All right. So Alex and Tony met up with Jack, Doug, Peter, Rick, and Marty and at. Don't do the interpretive dance. And they don't do the interpretive dance. They should though, because mm -hmm. it would be fun to watch. I'd be, I, you know, is is I'd be embarrassed for them, kind of probably, but whatevs. I, I don't <laughs> think they'd be very embarrassed. I don't think Tony would be embarrassed. He'd probably be all over it. Yeah. All right. So Marty asks if they went swimming. Mm -hmm. Alex is like, oh, not today. Not, not right today. Now. Yeah. And they explain, you know, what they did out there with the sonar and um, the results. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think. I think ultimately they were impressed, right? Yeah, everybody's impressed. I mean, they tell them everything we just talked about. Basically. So it's kind of weird to say it all again. Yeah, it's a recap of what we just recapped. Yeah. So they're all happy. The end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do talk about the linear feature, the wharf. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony said it was about an eight foot by eight foot section. Yeah, that's like a square. Not a... I know. I know. Not a rectangle. The thing we saw was like a rectangle. I think they're I think they're talking about two different things. Cause remember just on the other side of the road, um, like on in the swamp, there's like a, a square pad or something. Yeah. That's what I thought they were talking about, and not the uh like You mean the thing that Spooner and Rick were looking yeah. at? No, because that was bigger. That was like twenty yeah, by no, seventy. No, no. I think there was another one. I don't know. It it, it was a little Are confusing. Are you just no. putting pads in random places? No. Maybe no. I, I definitely so. saw an eight by eight though. I did. <laughs> Anywho, Spooner's like, yeah, we're just gonna try to figure out. We're gonna really try to dial in that shoreline, how it would look in sixteen hundred, twelve hundred. You know, because if we can, if we really dated that paved area to twelve hundred, that means we need to find out what the shoreline looked like at that time period. Well, yeah, and it'll be really interesting when they're able to date the you know, the new paved area mm -hmm. in that South East. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the Southeast corner. Cause if it ends up dating back to the other paved area, it's kind of bananas. And they're saying it's like a straight line headed towards the lot 15 feature. There's stones everywhere. Like rock and roll, man. Woo. Yeah. So, um, eyes and fins on the ground. Marty says, well, because that's what Rick usually says. Mm -hmm. Eyes and fins down. No, boots and fins. Mm. Boots and fins on the ground. I'm just reading your notes. I don't know. 
And then Rick says that it's like uh, dive in the money pit. The prime directive is to stay safe. So that's Tony's number one mission, according to Rick. Stay safe, then find out whatever you can find. <laughs> yes. Next time on. Oh, that's it. The next time on the Curse of Oak Island, Gary pulls something out of the ground. Looks like a giant key. It does look like a giant key. <laughs> yeah. And the, even uh, Terry was there. Mm -hmm. uh, they they brought Terry over to look at it. Because they, they, do you think they confused him with Laird? Just kidding. <laughs> like, Laird, get over here. And Terry's like, what? Huh? Did you, say, like, did you say Terry? Okay. <laughs> he comes over. <laughs> like, dude, that would be hilarious. I wonder, like, man, on April Fool's Day next oh, year, man, they yeah. should, like, totally do that to them. They like, should. be mean and just be like, Terry, come here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, when he pulls it out, my guess is it's a ring bolt, a finial, or it did look like it had that piece coming off of it that mm -hmm. would make it like a key but if they're near something that was like a house like the only reason i can imagine a key being that big is like the keys you put into a a flume a flu uh, a chimney mm. to turn it on and off you yeah. know because they have like those keyholes in the front you stick sure. it in and turn it mm -hmm. so it could be one of like, mm. those if they're near a structure that was a mm. home or maybe a kiln kiln thing. You you never said the right answer. The right answer is definitely a vault. That's a vault key. But is it? <laughs> Probably not. But Probably I like not. to pretend it is. I like to hope. It's not a vault. Don't kill my hope. Mm, that's like I, that's, that's like, like my resume. Killer of hope. <laughs> yeah. All things hope. Dears here to dash them. I'm on Laird's team. <laughs> Negative Nevins anyway so we see them all standing on like this giant rock mound mm -hmm. and aaron saying he saw something that just didn't look natural mm. to him and, yeah, and then you know what i have next on my list hmm. just the word what yeah and then you because you could have finished but you didn't <laughs> and uh marty asks what is this thing mm. And Gary hasn't the foggiest as they're all there's like one, there's like six people standing on this giant rock mound and it's not like they're close together. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. It's huge. Hmm. I don't know. Is it on lot 15? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. But the next thing you have on your notes is Dan Hensky. Yeah, we get a shot of Dan. And I'm thinking, <clears throat> did Dan make this? Did Does Dan know what this is? <laughs> Dan knows everything. I don't know. They need to get Charles over there. He was probably, made, he was probably there when it was made. Probably. Yeah. He probably like wrote out the plans. Mm -hmm. yeah, he knows everything. Mm -hmm. And Gary says it's some kind of crazy earthen works. And you thought he said Irving works. Because that's what the closed caption said. The closed captions did say that, but logic say tells me that Irving didn't do it. Yeah, probably not. It looks much older than like the company <laughs> uh, Irving Equipment Limited. Uh -huh. <clears throat> All right. What else you got? Uh, Aaron says it's a man-made structure. Yep. And we see Tony diving. Tony in the water. And his metal detector. And on our detector. podcast this week. Yes. And well. his metal detector is going nuts as soon as he gets <laughs> down there. And he says he's got no idea what it is. And in the war room, he's, you know, relaying this information over to Marty. And he's like, I have no idea, but it was it was just going crazy. And Marty seems excited. I, I don't know if I threw a bunch of coins in the bottom of the ocean and 
it would probably set off his metal detector. You, so think, you think they booby trapped him? No, I'm. <sighs> You're thinking people threw coins in. Dude. No, cool I'm coins. saying oh. that is a thing that would happen. <laughs> like the metal detector would go crazy. So yeah. maybe it's a bunch of like ancient coins or ancient aliens. Another uh, Robert Clark. Why? Why would that make the metal detector? You were off your rocker today. <laughs> like it's because I didn't do my own notes. <sighs> Never again will I share my notes with you. Mm, no, no, I'm telling you <laughs> that I will not. All right. So anyway, that's what's next time on the Curse of Oak Island. What's next for our podcast is on Tuesday, Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll have Tony Sampson on with us during our Oak Island pregame live stream. Woo -woo. Woo -woo. I can't wait to talk to him. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, one other fun thing that happened this week is there was um, an image making the rounds of Deidre's image that she made, right? Deidre That's made right. this awesome image and someone blew it up into a poster and hung it in the town square to embarrass somebody, right? Yeah, I saw it on Instagram that... Uh, I mean, a couple of our listeners uh, brought it to. I saw Connie's name on there. I saw yeah. Lisa. Yeah. And, I mean, just so many people were like, look at this. And it's this huge blown up poster. It looks like a blown up like trading card. And it says superhero it one, yep. like on a bus stop or something. It, it looks like stuff. Alex is on a billboard and it that his sister did it to him as a prank yep and right. she said here alex your move yeah i said to al love maddie happy christmas <laughs> your move <laughs> so i guess it's alex's turn to try to embarrass his sister but that was pretty good yeah <laughs> she and got they him took, real good they they took the picture down from instagram because apparently it must have been getting way too much attention but it was funny Hilarious. but now i think i'll probably never get that interview with alex never say never I just don't think he liked it. <laughs> I don't know, but never say never. How did, I just tried a picture of how this happened. <laughs> well, um, some of our listeners mm -hmm. have left trading cards at Mari Vineyard. Like yeah. um, our, our one of our uh, listeners, uh, Amy, mm -hmm. she left some trading cards at Mari Vineyard. And um, I think Connie did too, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, Alex, I don't know if Alex ever saw that, his... Uh, superhero card right. but his sister yes, sure did no. yeah his sister saw it and i think and she found it and she slipped it in her pocket and said hey, i know exactly what i'm gonna do with this and she blew it up into a giant poster and put it in front of like um a restaurant in traverse city michigan i don't know it could have been might have been right across the street from their uh their work office building i don't, or something. Know. I don't know it's just hilarious she so it's probably like sitting on the counter and she was like what is this yeah, this, this is, is amazing yeah. this is an opportunity yeah well the the training card that you made was of alex was pretty awesome i'd have to say uh -huh. i thought it was really good anywho that was funny yes okay yes. do we got anything else to uh, uh, share let's see here oh michelle left trading cards that's who it was. Oh yeah, Michelle did too. Yeah, so but so did uh Amy mm -hmm. and I believe uh Connie did. So thanks you guys. You really you knocked it out of the best. park for us. We really appreciate it. All right, so do we have clot worthies? Yes, so we what have we last week's winner. Mm -hmm. Which is are you ready? All right, let's hear who won the clot worthy moment of the week last week. Could surveyor Steve Gumpdill's assessment be correct? 
that this rock is in fact the West Anchor? As noted on a possible Templar map that is believed to be nearly 700 years old? Stephen, his rock won. And Steve won. And his rock. And his rock. Yes, good Steve. job, Steve Guptill. You're the champ Woo! of uh, Clotworthy Moments this week. It's our first uh, person Clotworthy moment. Yeah. Well, good job. Good job. Yeah, so Steve Guptill was the winner. He actually lost on Twitter, That's but he sad. won overwhelmingly on Facebook. So wow. when you balance it out. Facebook really uh, not, came to the plate for Steve. They did. All right, so congratulations to Clotworthy and to Mr. Steve. Yes. Uh, what's uh, this week's Clotworthy moments that they'll get to vote on? Okay, the first one is... A shift stove dating to the early 1700s. A wow. stove. A ship stove. <laughs> All right. So that's it's no Steve. It's a stove. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Starts with letter S, right? Whatever. True. And true. A T. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. All right. Next one. Like old Saint Nick, right? Saint. A wharf-like structure just off the south shore, right near the Oak Island Swamp. Mm, a wharf-like structure, eh? Mm, eh? Eh? Right. Wow. Hey, that's a new one for you. Hey, hey. It's better than yo, I think. Yo. All <laughs> right. So those are the clotworthy moments. Yes. To vote, you would go to Twitter and uh, go to our Twitter, whatever. Uh, You're going to go to Twitter. At Oak Island Pod. Yeah. Look at that. That's our handle. Yeah. And then you go to Facebook if you want to vote. Mm -hmm. And you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast. Find our Oak Island group and it's called could it be an oak island group join it and you can vote there yes you can that's right so you're gonna get those up right away right maybe maybe hopefully definitely. within the next hour or two okay hopefully definitely all right so those are those choices do we have anything else to share this week i don't, I don't have any emails i don't have any voicemails i don't have any new itunes reviews people we need those things, please. Maybe next week you guys can reach out to us with some of that stuff. If you want to, uh, you can email us at oakislandpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. We're also on Instagram at oakislandpodcast. Yes. Uh, we've already told you about Facebook. We did. But you can contact us through the phone. You can leave through us the a, phone. Yeah. <laughs> reach through the phone. It was a call. Yeah. Uh, the Oak Island Podcast voicemail hotline is 360-836-4549 one more time 360-836-4549 call us leave us a message and um you know if it's appropriate hopefully you will pay it on the podcast for you it'll be fun and please go to itunes or apple podcast and leave us a review we can use a new five-star review we make could. us feel good yeah like do it as a christmas present or not a birthday present for deidre as a birthday present for me. There yeah, you so go. you guys can't uh, uh, send her anything right now, but you're, uh, you can click like on the uh, podcast uh, or you can do whatever. You can leave Deidre a five-star Apple podcast <laughs> review. Don't leave it just talking about me. That's See, weird. Deidre is so awesome. And happy birthday. And here's your review. Wow. All right. Uh, the other one other thing is if mm -hmm. you'd like to support us, you go to patreon.com slash Oak Island podcast and you can become one of our supporters there. And uh, we I are just, our supporters. What was so do. funny? I'm just looking at here. So when we said that Steve's 
plot worthy moment one and i'm looking at the chat mm -hmm. claire said that the guptail groupies have spoken <laughs> and even <laughs> amisha i'll always be a guppet <laughs> dana guppet <laughs> so apparently the lady guptail uh groupies are guppets <laughs> what am i a guppo <laughs> <laughs> thanks i guess you know I don't even like Steve as much as you like him. What? Just kidding. Steve's all right. <laughs> I'm telling. You aren't going to be kidding. allowed on the Actually, I think Alex might ban us from the island after oh, that right. whole like debacle <laughs> and awesomeness. Yeah, but yeah. he'd be like, no, get those guys out of here. Yeah, he won't do that. <laughs> Alex is going to be fine with us. He's going to be like, ha, ha, ha. Good job, you guys. And then we'll be like, yeah, thanks. Uh, I've had a couple people ask our address for if you want to send us stuff mm. i did update it on our podcast facebook page facebook page on go. our podcast yeah i couldn't tell you off the top of my head because it's not where we live no it's not it's a p.o box mm -hmm. that uh you know for our own uh for our own safety, safety and privacy yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i like you guys but yeah you know yeah you, so, you know what city we're in <laughs> yeah okay so anywho um that's yeah. it say uh one more happy birthday to deidre but let's stop with uh, the i guess they do I'm it not on tuesday too anymore. we'll have a we'll have tony sing happy birthday no to let's you. well i guess he is the king of karaoke on the island right yeah so join us next time on tuesday 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern for oak island pregame with tony sampson master diver extraordinaire what? master diver extraordinaire lord of the swamp and seas that's right that's him all right Isn't have a good it? night everybody until next time happy birthday um could it be